0: counter geek is up next
1: but first check out this other great show on the radio misfits podcast network
0: espresso french press mocha Rappacinos. None of these will be discussed, but all will be used on Caffeinated Comics. It's a weekly podcast about comics, movies, TV, and collectibles hosted by a former comic book store owner and an ex-comedian. What a resume. Sometimes there's special guests. Sometimes it's just us reporting the latest geek news and arguing. Like why I love cable. And why you're wrong about that. So join us each week on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network for superpowers and caffeine. Remember when you made those cappuccinos? Yeah, that whole day's a whole blur. The following... ...is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get
1: started. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into.
0: I say, let them crash. This is Geek Counter Geek.
1: Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know
0: me? Episode number one. 49 of Geek Counter Geek, I'm Keith Conrad.
1: And I'm Misty Callahan.
0: So today, this being uh, Monday, uh, January 13th, when we're actually recording this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> uh, the trailer for Mor- Morbius dropped.
1: Yeah, I've seen uh, some mixed reviews. Um, I'm personally really interested in it now. If you're not familiar with Morbius, then, you know... Lock yourselves in there, comic geeks, because uh, I guess Morbius is uh, also known as Doctor Michael Morbius, uh, the, or, or also known as the Living Vampire. Uh, made his a debut in the Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred one, and he's primarily a antagonist. So, all that said and done, we have Jared Leto apparently playing this character. It looks so crossing amazing.
0: over to the uh, the Marvel universe from from dc now that he's been banished from from dc
1: yes well it looks good so far though to be honest i'm a little biased because i always i love vampire movies and stuff like that because i have the strange fascination with vampire stuff and not like the weird way i just think like particularly the person of um vlad dracul or vlad the impaler whom the original dracula is based off of is absolutely fascinating like the truth about that person is more interesting than the fiction. However, that kind of kicked off my interest in, like, vampire lore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the special effects look really good. Um, the one thing that was kind of iffy for me in the trailer was, I guess, how he's going to get his vampire powers. Like, it looks like he stands in front of a bat cave or something. We'll just have to wait and see what the movie does. Um but, yeah, so far I'm, I'm interested. I'm cautiously optimistic. Again, like I said, I saw a couple of people on Twitter with kind of mixed reviews on it. Some say it, it doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great either. So, yeah, what, what say you, Keith Conrad?
0: Well, I thought it was interesting that at the end they threw in uh, Vulture from Twitter. Uh from the Spider-Man, the, the most recent incarnation of the Spider-Man movies.
1: Mm, okay, he, okay. He just kind
0: of kind of shows up at the end, and I think that that's, uh, you know, it's supposed to hint that it's you know it's part of the, it's MCU adjacent.
1: Oh, okay. Because it's
0: it's like uh, it's the same studio as uh, Venom, mm-hmm. so not quite in 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 the MCU, but but adjacent to it i think that's the best way to describe it and uh, well it's nice to see michael keaton uh you know show up in just about anything
1: you know i love michael keaton so yes i would agree with you there um i I was just it was interesting i was just gonna say um is it gonna be kind of like venom where it's just like you know it's gonna stay off as his own thing or will they eventually try to incorporate him into one of the spider-man films
0: I don't know that that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I guess it depends on how, uh, yeah, how well like you said how how well it does and how long they keep making Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. which seems to be kind of on a movie to movie deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh,
0: I, you know, if if their are um, you know, if their intention is to do like a, a, eventually do mm-hmm. more Avengers movies with different Avengers, mm-hmm. I could see maybe him factoring in there somewhere.
1: Ooh, I I think it'd be fascinating. I I really do. Again, it's like, I love vampire lore and stuff like that. And, you know, it kind of goes into like what sort of powers we can expect that he has. Um, It almost looked like he had sort of like a Nightcrawler thing. If you remember from like the Nightcrawler, you know, the X-Men movies where Nightcrawler had like that almost black mist around him when Mm -hmm. he would teleport. Yeah. so when he would move he shows like in one scene it shows him moving around a hallway and he has sort of like a purplish black smoke around him so I kind of got the uh, feeling of almost um, you know Nightcrawler-esque kind of from it. but anyway it looked good so
0: yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens and you know like uh, uh, I Am Legend not uh, not the Will Smith movie that that completely I'm not sure what book they read to write that movie but mm-hmm seems like they kind of missed the point. Mm-hmm. But in, in the book, like, he was actually trying to come up with sort of like a scientific explanation for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, why people would become vampires. Because that mm-hmm. was more more so than being a zombie movie. Like, I Am Legend was supposed to be, like, more vampires. Yeah. Because it was rabies and, and everything. And, it, and it's sort of the same idea, at least it seems to me, that... um Mm-hmm. You know, sort of a scientific explanation for that. Although yeah. it, it's uh, it's a Marvel movie, so it's probably not going to get as deep in into the weeds as I Am Legend did.
1: Yeah, true. But overall, <clears> like I said, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I think when it does come out, I will have to drag you to see it. Not that I will have to drag you, really,
0: but... Well, that was going to be my question, mm-hmm. is uh, do you think that that's a, uh, a go-to-the-theater... Uh, movie, or a wait until it mysteriously pops up uh, on a thing where we can watch it on Roku? Uh,
1: Well, let's see. Um, They always release more trailers. um, So, you know, when they release a couple more trailers, we'll take a look at them. Um, But so far, I would say theater. That's where I'm going to come down on.
0: And based on what I've seen in the first trailer, you know, when you come to me and say, hey, let's go see this movie. I don't think I'm going to say, no, No, that's okay. <laughs> I'll stay home and you can go.
1: Oh, well, also in other entertainment news, you <clears throat> told me about something that I had no idea about the Star Trek films.
0: Well, first of all, we're only two weeks away from, uh, from Picard debuting, Star Trek Picard.
1: I'm so excited. I
0: believe that's the 23rd, so mm-hmm. yeah, about two weeks. Yes. Get excited.
1: I am getting excited.
0: Um and and Patrick Stewart uh, got his uh, his handprints in like the Chinese theater thing. Oh yay. So he was he seemed very li- literally seemed looked very excited to be sticking in his hands in wet cement. Oh. So
1: I'm so excited for him. So so,
0: so good we're for him. geeked we will and we'll,
1: we'll give you updates.
0: By the way, it's also worth pointing out that uh, CBS All Access has already renewed it for a second season.
1: So that says something.
0: So I guess they watched the episodes and thought they were Going to do pretty good. Yeah. So, we'll see. So. Uh, but the real drama is uh, is in the movie business mm-hmm. with Star Trek. <clears throat> and I'm not sure how much you're paying attention. Like, uh, you know, when J.J. Abrams started, like, doing Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. um, they basically, uh, so CBS and Paramount sort of split the... TV and movie mm-hmm. rights, and yeah. now they're I believe they're one big company now so that probably isn't that big of a deal but J.J. Uh, Abrams actually wanted to because it was about the time that Marvel was really hitting it big, mm-hmm. and so J.J. Abrams wanted to create like a Star Trek universe where you'd have like series and mm-hmm. you know, spin off series and movies and all web stuff all happening all at the same time mm-hmm. that wouldn't just be you know, like Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, but introducing new stuff. And they couldn't do that because of the TV rights and the movie rights being split. Okay. So then eventually J.J. Abrams was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go do Star Wars where we can do that. Okay. And he's still involved with Star Trek. but uh, so, so there's always been like this, you know, sort of like divide in that Star Trek can't quite do the big things that maybe other franchises can do. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> so after Star Trek Beyond didn't do so great, mm-hmm. there was this big uh, thing over whether or not they were going to do a fourth one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they had a salary dispute with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And originally that tubed it like it wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. They gave up. And uh, and then a um, uh, couple months ago, uh, news broke that they'd actually come to a deal with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And Noah Hawley, who does uh, he was he did uh, Bones, mm-hmm. mostly done TV stuff, uh, Bones and now uh, Fargo most recently, and I think he did something else uh, mixed in there too. Uh, he was going to write and direct a movie. Okay. So this is big news. Apparently, the you know the the Star Trek reboot isn't dead after all, right? And uh, somebody at uh, had a uh, premiere caught up with Simon Pegg and says, hey, congratulations, you're going to be doing Star Trek again. And he goes, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. So that was the first clue that something was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And now somebody, uh, uh, they, they inter- interviewed uh, Noah Hawley, and he said, uh, well, yeah, it's probably not... It, he, he did specify that they're still early in the process, mm-hmm. so he can't say for sure like what it, it, it actually is going to be. Uh-huh. But he said it's a... It's his. It's a new his own direction for Star Trek, and he said new characters.
1: Okay, that's always a gamble. I mean, I think uh, Star Wars in Rogue One did did rather well. You know, with that universe, and they kind of did its own standalone.
0: Yeah, but but that was like a that, that was a that was a that was a spinoff thing. And
1: that was a spinoff thing. It, it
0: wasn't. You know what? We're just going to do yeah. something new. So like I
1: was saying, that's that's uh that's really quite the gamble. Um frankly, when you tune in to Star Trek if you're a Star Trek nerd, you know, you're either you either want to see Kirk. Yeah. Or you're like me, like I'm next generation all day. So I want to see, you know, Jordi LaForge and I want to see Picard.
0: Uh, and in in a way, you could do that because now the TNG people, at least some of them, mm-hmm. are are already back in Star Trek Picard, mm-hmm. and you know it stands to reason that that maybe more of them could show up later. But you still got like the the way things ended with the Next Generation crew people mm-hmm. people aren't necessarily all that happy with it, mm-hmm. so you couldn't like reboot that and say, hey, we're going to do Next Generation movies with a new cast. Mm-hmm. Or, or something well, like that. Well, I was just
1: thinking, maybe like this is the the adventures of young Picard or something with like that. That maybe, maybe depending it, on who the actor is, it might be. Interesting. Yeah,
0: it, it it could be, and a young um, Riker. And especially now, because of the whole ownership situation that they're kind of all under the same company, mm-hmm. maybe they actually could do that now. I, I guess that's what he was saying. Is they're early in the process, and mm-hmm. who knows what could happen?
1: Who knows? The plot thickens.
0: But I don't. I don't know. I mean, they they haven't. I mean, you know, they haven't done that in a while. But I mean, they they've introduced new crews before, like you know, Deep Space Nine and Voyager and mm-hmm. an Enterprise, even though it, that didn't exactly do that great. But would but, you
1: go to a Star Trek movie?
0: Yeah, I I could see especially I could see
1: a series.
0: Yeah, well, with a, a series, they did uh, Star Trek Discovery with a new crew. Mm. And ironically enough, they brought the familiar faces into the second season, not the not the first. Um, so already you've got got that crew who's going into completely uncharted territory in the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, I don't like know. Just, just if something you could about get it just people. doesn't feel
0: like a great idea.
1: Yeah, you, I don't think you can get people to go to the theater. For a Star Trek movie that has nothing to do with any of the characters that they're familiar with. I mean, it would have to be something really, really out of this world. And speaking of things that are out of this world.
0: But, you know, I was just... Before we get to things that are completely out of this world. Mm -hmm. um, What if Star Trek just basically sort of became... Now, now he has said new characters, right? Mm -hmm. But what if Star Trek became like James Bond? Mm. Where... I'm told, because I haven't seen any James Bond movies, mm-hmm. that, you know, they basically reboot it every, every few years where it's the same characters but different people playing it. And mm-hmm. and generally, you know, like, all the different versions of James Bond have looked pretty different. So maybe they could do something like that with Star Trek. But apparently that's not what's happening here.
1: No, no. Apparently that's not what, what's happening. But what is happening, Keith Conrad... Tweaked Audio Headphones.
0: Headphones and accessories.
1: And accessories. And they are out of this world. They have amazing features, eight colors and styles that are available, mic'd and non mic versions. They're designed to sound great for music and talk. And they have a noise-reducing design plus a limited a lifetime warranty. Just go over to www.tweakedaudio.com.
0: And use the discount code GCG at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping anywhere in the world, even China.
1: Even China.
0: And once you get those headphones and accessories, you'll want to check out the other podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including uh, Caffeinated Comics. uh, This week, they talked to uh, Beer Babe Jess. I don't know who that is, but I, I, I like the sound of that.
1: Beer Babes? Yeah. So you're saying that basically I should be dressing up as, like, one of the, the, the beer girls for Halloween this year? What I'm would a,
0: what would a beer girl look like?
1: Well, usually they... they yeah. Okay. What, what, you should, what you should
0: do is you should dress up like Surly Duff from The Ladies Simpsons. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: please send a, a, a tweet to at GeekCounterGeek, address it to Keith, and help him understand what beer girls look like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, because you say I, yeah. I'm picturing like Surly Duff Like just a uh. giant beer bottle with arms
1: Ah, uh, no, that, that's not what a beer girl looks like But that's okay Anyway, you could also listen to Second String Sports Dorks
0: And uh, Minutia Men and, uh, and all sorts of things It's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead It just went to a better place
1: You know what else went to a better place? You and I, when we did our pop culture blind spot for you this past month. Uh,
0: we did. Well, actually, it was, I wouldn't say it was a better place. Like, 20, 2017 was pretty rough. In, yeah. In, I mean, some people would say it was pretty rough here. Yeah, true. But in, in their world... Uh, in the world of The Running Man.
1: Yeah, which you've never seen before.
0: I had never seen before. I don't I don't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Nobody has given me a hard time about not having seen The Running Man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did give me a hard time about not seeing RoboCop. Mm-hmm. So okay. I feel like, you know, but someone but vindicated on that I will that just
1: one. say, personally, I forgot that Running Man was as fun as it was. You know, it's a typical 80s action movie. Maria Conchita Alonso is amazingly gorgeous. Which, um,
0: by the way, like she that, was basically that's name. In
1: every every action film in back of the day, wasn't she? Pretty
0: much, yeah. She was I, like I a staple. I, I, I was about to say like that's a, a name that I remember popping up like constantly, like mm-hmm. in the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you one single thing she was in.
1: Well, now you do. Now you now you have at least one. I yeah, it, I can't say one. You can say the, the Running Man. Um, and what were your thoughts on it, Keith?
0: Um, it, I would would peg it solidly somewhere between Howard the Duck and Citizen Kane.
1: Okay, that doesn't help. Okay, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: I, I I liked it. I did like the fact that they uh, they squeezed in uh, every single uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liner they they possibly could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if you know, like on Scrubs, mm-hmm. the script would just say janitor says something funny. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder if that's what they did with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where they just go, hey, just just say something witty and sarcastic, or mm-hmm. if they had to write it out for him.
1: Mm. I don't know. That's a good question.
0: You know the answer. Like, one X. of them was actually kind of literally, I'll be back. So it's not like he yeah. had to put much thought into that one.
1: But it must have stuck because he also said in the Terminator movies.
0: Uh, well, he said it in Terminator first, so I hope mm-hmm. James Cameron got an invoice for that. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was it was interesting. What, what was funny is like I, I know that like the world they were in wasn't the the focus, mm-hmm. but they they never really explained anything about yeah. about the world that they lived in. Just that it was bad, mm-hmm. and it clearly was. But you know, they they just sort of said, "Okay, everything collapsed, and uh, you're basically living in the world of the obsolete man from the Twilight Zone."
1: Yeah,
0: go and
1: and right. they went
0: and, and they they went with that and and what's amazing is uh the the 1980s version of 2017 looks like the 1980s.
1: Yeah. That was so funny to me too because like it would say it would be like oh it's 2017 and literally like you said the clothing was from the 80s they they did no effort whatsoever to make you know any sort of car vehicle look more updated. Like especially with um Killian and his like really just gorgeous Cadillac or whatever he was riding in that red car when he pulled up to his offices, there was no effort to make that look futuristic whatsoever.
0: No, it was just uh it was just red. Yeah. And like it was a, it was a stretch limo. So you can tell it was the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um And uh yeah, I mean, you normally would not have seen a limo that was just bright red like that, mm-hmm. like that. So I guess that was their way of saying, oh, yeah, in the future, these fancy, uh, really long cars, they're going to be red.
1: (laughs) So overall, what do you say? Yay or nay? Um, Did you watch it again?
0: Listen, (laughs) one day if you say, Uh hey, Keith, let's watch Running Man. I'll be like, if it's on for free, knock yourself out. I'll play solitaire or something on my computer while you're doing it. Oh, okay. Um like so so one thing that jumped out at me that uh mm-hmm. I couldn't quite figure out is is why Killian died. Because like when mm-hmm. uh when Arnold Schwarzenegger and the other two guys and, and what's her name mm-hmm. with the three names uh you know shoot down that tube. Uh huh. Uh, they're obviously going really fast, but they stop at the end and, and mm-hmm. just sort of hop out and start running. I think
1: they took out the the little net that catches them. and so he would just.
0: Well, I, clearly they did, but but like, who had time to actually do that?
1: Well, maybe because like technically the show was over, right? I don't know. I,
0: I, I suppose, but that. I that
1: a, okay, that's a good question. Plot hole. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that, that that was the one big plot hole that uh, that jumped out at me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of things jumping out, and um, this is going to be uh, interesting, um, I think we, we could have a lot of fun with this. And so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen of the listenership, if you feel so inclined, I'll, we're going to put up a poll on geek counter geek for old 80s horror films. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because earlier today um on Nerdist they posted an article about Jada Pinkett Smith's character Gerilyn, um from Demon Knight Tales from the Crypts Demon Knight
0: mm-hmm. which
1: came out in 1995 um and they had this write up about about how it was an important character because she was a uh, female she was strong and she was black and she didn't die because back in those day, like especially in the '80s, if you were a black character, and it, it became a meme. If you were a black character in a horror movie, you were going to die. But oh, it was
0: worse than being a red shirt on Star Trek. Uh,
1: yes. So they were talking about like how important her character was at that time period, and so and then I went on to I found an, a Twitter account called Nightmare on Film Street, and the that's uh, at NOFS podcast, and basically they talk about horror films and things like that, but they also they posted a few um, old horror film trailers, one of which was Demon Knight, uh, but they also uh, posted Pumpkinhead. So, my question to you guys, at Geek Counter Geek audience... What are some of your favorite '80s and '90s horror films? We'll put up a poll. I'm thinking I'm going to drag Keith to watch *Demon Knight. because um, it just—I uh, was watching a few clips of it, and it just reminded. It just—I kind of felt like it was one of those kind of fun, gory horror movies, not really scary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but of course, it is *Tales from the Crypt*, which is kind of par for the course. Um, but what do you guys think? You know, which what is your favorite horror movie from the eighties and nineties? Let us know at Geek Counter Geek, or you can hit us up directly at Keith R. Conrad or at Misty A. Callahan. How about you, Keith? Did you have a favorite horror film back in the day, or did you not watch them?
0: Um, I mean, I I, I hate to go with like the uh, the obvious one, you know, one of the one of the obvious horror movies of the time, but probably Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Mm, Okay. Cool. You know. So I think we could put up a poll. What do you think?
0: Or you know, a good. Uh, I don't know that it would necessarily fit into the uh, the, the horror genre, mm-hmm. but uh, Dreamscape with uh, mm-hmm. with Dennis Quaid is good.
1: Ah. Okay. I don't,
0: I don't know if you've seen that one. Probably uh, was never popular enough that it would it would warrant a pop mm-hmm. culture blind spot, but. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was pretty good. It's all about uh, dreams and nuclear war and nuclear, you know, dreams about nuclear war. And,
1: all right. All right. You know, we'll have to check just, that out. So if you've seen Dreamscape, what do you guys think? What were your thoughts on it?
0: And one thing we would want you to weigh in on. Well, not really weigh in on, but go visit our uh, Patreon mm-hmm. at uh, patreon.com slash geek counter geek.
1: Join the multitudes that love us. And want the show to keep going. But seriously, thank you guys so much for even thinking about joining our Patreon group. You know, if you join the Patreon group, you can get access to content that we don't post here. Also, we will start doing reaction videos. Like, maybe we will watch, like, you know, clips of movies and stuff like that and post reactions. And yeah, reaction
0: guys, videos are all the rage.
1: Mm-hmm, and they absolutely are. And uh, you guys can weigh in and uh, ask us which um, shows or movies or what have you that you would want us to react to.
0: And that's at uh, patreon.com slash geekcountergeek. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we've got a, a bonus episode up uh, talking about uh, your experience watching the first uh, few episodes of uh, the reimagined Battlestar Galactica.
1: And we will get your reaction for watching... Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Uh, Which I liked. I mean, you know, spoiler alert, I liked it.
1: Sweet. You know what else we like? What's that? Projects. We do. Our personal projects. We haven't had much time to do our uh, work on our personal projects this week. I'm still coming up with um, a story for a 12-page comic that I will be working on uh, in order to practice gearing up for the magnum opus and you haven't had much time to do anything new as far as writing except i did see you trying to like write out ideas for another book that you want to write
0: uh i did and i have gotten um uh you know and i i've gotten to the point where i'm basically like sketching out the characters Mm -hmm. and then uh once i once i've done that uh, i'll start hammer it away at uh, sort of the, the bullet points of the story.
1: Sweet. So in the meantime, as we do that, as I work on like a core story for the 12-page comic and you work on a core story for the new book that you're going to write, we will definitely um, fill you guys in on our process in doing that. But we also want to start bringing in other indie creators to you know share their experiences and share what they're working on. And so we're going to start doing that uh, this next podcast coming up.
0: Yeah, that'll be really good. Yes. And so if you
1: have an independent project that you've walked through, that you've started a a Kickstarter or you've self-published something, whether it's art, whether it's a book, um, and you would want to have the opportunity to share your experiences and in addition to you know just getting you know, more
0: uh, exposure. Get a, nice, get a nice healthy plug.
1: Get a nice healthy plug for that um, uh, work that you've done. Feel free to hit us up at Geek Counter Geek. We want to hear from you guys.
0: Yeah, and and even if it's not necessarily your project, but it's something that you've, you've seen and you really like and you feel like it uh, needs to get a little bit more attention, let us know.
1: Absolutely. So you can hit us up at Geek Counter Geek or... Hit us up directly at Keith R. Conrad or at Misty A. Callahan.
0: The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.